With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Franny Benali and you're listening to In That Number. And then they lift one over the top for Danny Ings. He's in the box. Oh, to his left. Oh, it's brilliant. Oh, it's a Thanks for checking out In That Number with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, In That Number Podcasts on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to InThatNumberPodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of In That Number, episode 91. What are we going with, Kev? Um, Che Adams Family yeah. Values. <laughs> or just Che Adams Family, that'd be good. Um, today, we will be discussing Sunday afternoon's home visit of Everton, and we shall look ahead to next week's trip to Villa Park, where we face high-flying Aston Villa. Uh, joining us from the start today, we have Tim Bysant, and of course, the main man, the Moscow Mush, Kevin Milverton. You shit-kicking, stinky horseman who's smelling motherfucker, you! Okay, and how are we both this week? Holding in there. Uh, things are crazy, obviously, when you work for a hospital system, but uh, nonetheless, feeling pretty good after today's win. Uh, it's always a good sign, and yeah, it's kind of about it. That will perk you up for sure. And Kevin, how are you? Yeah, I don't know. A bit of a downer this week. I don't know. It's- Why? Well, it's getting darker, isn't it? It's getting colder. Winter's I love coming it. And all that. This is my time. This is 
I don't know. You just need. I think you need a little bit of time to to adjust and uh, uh, face the facts that uh, winter winter is coming. And yeah, winter's uh, normally a big deal here. Last last winter it wasn't, but yeah, you can almost guarantee that this year is going to be uh, interesting at least. Well, um, clocks but, went back for me. So oh, okay, it's time so now. You get another hour of 2020. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, yeah, but that's a, a much needed lift to um, to this week, definitely. Absolutely, yes. Um, we're going to go straight into Tim's teaser this week. Tease me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, minor inconvenience. Would you rather this week? So, for one week, would you rather have all of your food be just a little too sweet or just a little too salty? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I think I'm going to say salty. Yeah, probably. Oh, I don't yeah. know, though. I don't know. No, yeah, probably probably salty. Yeah, you think of all the things that um, you eat that are salty and things that you sweet. You probably eat more salty things than sweet. For sure, so, yeah. Yeah, you're a slightly too sweet hamburger. That probably wouldn't be too bad. See, I, I don't um, eat things that are that much salty or sweet anyway. I put hardly any salt or sugar in my food. See, I don't put any sugar in my, my drinks or, or cereal or anything like that. I don't have any added sugar in my stuff. But yeah, I don't drink pop or anything like that. No, I don't, but I do... I probably do go a little bit overboard with the salt, so I'm more used to that. But yeah, plus if you if you just drink a little bit more beer, then it's probably <laughs> just about what you need, really, isn't it? It's a good advert. Drink responsibly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to get the right balance of salt and beer. So, yeah. Cheers. <laughs> so uh, it's all about what, what masking agents you can use, but... It, the easy choice came about uh, when I thought saltiness because sweet, every, you don't want extra sugar and stuff. And it's just, it, it, it could be too much. And that's where high fructose corn syrup and Americans being, you know, fat, as fat as we already are, um, <laughs> we don't need any extra sweetener. Now, if it's salt, we can manage it and work it out. And, you know, you can drink more water to help dilute it or you can mask it with a different type of uh, dressing or something like that. Where good, can, good point, yeah. You can yeah you can mask salty better, but sweet is just a I'm, and I'm not a, I'm not a sweets guy, so um, I'm gonna go with salty. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, so all around, that's yeah you know that was a good question. That was a tough yeah. one. good one. Just like Everton fans this week, guys, <laughs> little little salty and players actually. Yeah, I think um, we're probably Liverpool football club's favourite team at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. Um, <laughs> right, let's let's head into the ITN news then, chaps. This is ITN in that number news. Okay, ITN news then. We'll jump straight into the fixture changes, guys. Uh, two of them have been moved. Uh, the Newcastle game has been moved to Friday the 6th of November at 8pm. Uh, and the Man United game has been moved to Sunday the 29th of November at 2pm. Uh, so next, then, we play Aston Villa on Sunday the 1st at 2pm. That game is on Sky Sports box office. And then Friday the 6th is Newcastle at home at 8pm. A two-week gap then, isn't it? Then we travel to Molyneux to face Wolves on Saturday. 21st uh, of November. Well done, Kevin. 3 p.m. Yeah. Fancy that. 3 p.m. on Saturday. Who would have thought it? Um, and then, yeah. <laughs> And then followed by that Man United game on Sunday the 29th at home. 
say yes. Uh, uh, contract then. Ryan Bertrand closing in on a new deal to keep him at Saints until 2023. Uh, good, good business. Happy? Yeah. I think he's the player that is the most nailed on that team sheet. I mean, you, you can't rotate him out. I mean, if you, you can rest things maybe for a fixture and, um, bring on Longo over Femi. Um, or as we've seen today in Lunderling. Mm. And, but, um, yeah, I mean, Bertrand is just, he's so reliable. I, I, I can't remember him having a, a bad match this season or since the restart. Uh, wait, so he's 31 now. A three, okay. three year deal. It's probably about right, don't, don't you think, Tim? Three year contract. It's going to put him into thir- 34. That would be probably his last contract he'd see out. Um, hopefully they'd be able to see a transition from Vokens in, uh, in that, that second to into the third year. I'd really like to see that, but having a leadership base who's been here for a long time, good attitude, always been a team player, um, kind of similar to Long, except like you said, Bertrand is locked in as the starter. Um, I would love to see Vokens though come in probably in about two years or so in case there's any pace drop off and, um, continuing on that, uh, uh, the academy and putting yep. pushing academy academy players into the starting eleven alongside the just entire starting you know major uh, first team. Yeah, yeah, keep him on his toes as well. Just a gradual uh, more inclusion for Vokens would be nice between now and then. Sorry, no, Ings is apparently going to be signing a new contract very soon as well. Yes, this is good. This is big. It needs to happen like now. Yeah, I'm fed up with commentators talking yeah. about how a bigger club. Yeah. He's looking for that move to a bigger club. I think they don't understand anything, do they? No. Um, Kevin, last week we gave our thoughts on the project Big Picture. Um, And I said, I said it was just, you know, a way for them to launch a European Super League. And that's exactly what they've tried to do. That was good. I had that. Um, But of course, that's been denied as well. Uh, FIFA president Gianni Infantino uh, isn't interested at all, which I suppose is a good thing. Um, what? It's nothing to do with him, though, is it? No, it's not. But I'd say he's not interested in in, in forming with UEFA or, or any any part of it. But why did why can't we just leave things as they are? Why are Liverpool and United so adamant to get things changed? Well, they throw their weight around, don't they? Yeah, it's just all about the, all about them. I think um, money. Again, I'll have to be <laughs> be careful. But um, I mean, there's some US leagues that are just huge money, and they're all based on that franchise system and. Um, uh, the the Glazers and um, oh shit who's it that's behind Liverpool oh it's the Boston Red Sox guy isn't yeah, it yeah Henry um, yeah that's Henry right, yeah. yeah I think they'd, they'd love to see a, a franchise system where you know they, they're guaranteed those kind of big money matches every week but um, it's not going to happen I think it ignores the traditions of European football and that there's um, an almost universal kind of democracy across the whole league. You know, anyone can move up or down the leagues, uh, qualify for Europa or Champions League. And having a European Super League would just pretty much make the Champions League completely worthless yep. in, a, in a stroke. Like the, that, that talk of the Super League's been around for as long as the Premier League, really. It has been around for a while, hasn't it? I remember us talking about it in the 90s. And, yeah, I think, you know, it'll, it'll crop up every few years, but it's not going to happen. It's just the U, the U.S. trying to have a closed system model, and they're used to not having to be able to be relegated. And it's just a way for them to secure their investment, keep their bottom line intact, 
and to, to dominate the market, which has been an open market now since since soccer has began in England, and it's not what they should be doing. Uh, they shouldn't. There should not be more control in in the top teams. Rather, there needs to be a real collective grouping and community-based development like it is one team one vote building on through there it's a it's a total power grab and it's it's not fun i do not like it at all and sorry the top two teams um from england so why are united in the picture here i just think they mean for money and just the branding of manchester united abroad i mean if they measured it if they had to qualify somehow um united wouldn't be anywhere near it would they um well i wouldn't say that it's just city and liverpool at the moment well, where are City at the moment, mate? <laughs> where are United and Liverpool? <laughs> Liverpool are second, so it's yeah. form, mate. Form is, is is temporary, isn't it? But as as a as a branding worldwide, they are the biggest two clubs in England. Yeah, that's true. Uh, last week we reported about Sims' instant impact against uh, well them up the road. Uh, his good form has continued uh, with two more assists in a four-one win over Ipswich. And then yesterday, his Doncaster side lost 2-1 at home to Crewe, but he did score his first goal. So, yeah, he's being involved in almost everything now. And it's a shame because I was having a discussion with a colleague the other day about, about Sims. And at you know this stage in his career, I trust Sims over Nathan Teller or Will Smallbone, to be fair. Just because, you know, he's got the experience also. But there's something that Ralph doesn't quite like about Sims. I think that's clear. And I think the only way that he's going to make his way back into the Saints side is without Ralph. Yeah, I mean, he would make a good option there. But that loan move is only until January, isn't it? That's so true, yeah. We could see him in, you know, it's going to be quite congested uh, fixture list in, in the winter. But we've got, I've got no reason to believe that he will play him. They've sent him out on loan to another team again because he's had his, op- he's had his chance to play him. I don't know. I think it gives it gives it gives him the choice at least. So I heard he got three assists in that um, for one win over Blackburn. Did it? You're my mistake. Well, I don't know, or it might be mine. But either way, it's a pretty fucking impressive start. I hope. I mean, if he if he continues like this, surely, you know, if they start storming to the top of League One, thanks. It's, it is League One, though, isn't it? There's a little yeah. bit of a difference between the two, but yeah. Still, big um, Angus Gunn on the bench for Stoke yesterday as they beat Brentford three two. Um, and Jake Heskett's Crawley Town started in their 1-1 draw away to Salford, picked up a booking uh, and was subbed off after 64 minutes. So not not as big an impact as Sims, but at least he's getting some time out there anyway. Are we not going to talk about Lamina and El Yanusi? No, no, because we we see them every week, right? (laughs) I mean, I don't know how many of you are watching Crawley Town and and Doncaster. Mainly for the interviews, but um, (laughs) um, no, Lamina was, was pretty shite against Palace. There we go. <laughs> and um, yeah, El Yunusi, I, I don't think he's going to have a brilliant season as Celtic. No, maybe not. Um, Southampton Bees, their form. Did I just say Southampton Bees? Wow, it's like. Yeah, are they buzzing? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Southampton B, their form still has not picked up. Another loss on Friday afternoon, this time to Derby 3 1. Captain Slattery with our goal. Brilliant goal, by the way. A really, really nice free kick. Prousey-esque free kick. So if you get a chance to watch that, please do it, because it was very, very, very good. Uh, and, and from 1-1, actually, they played pretty well. But the game turns when Alan Chapchi denied a clear goal-scoring opportunity. Straight red card. Um, and the free kick just outside the box, they converted it. And then uh, your mate, Kev, Weird Al Yankovic, Weird Al Yankovic uh, picked up his second yellow. 
So and then yeah, Derby were just too strong from you know against nine men, and they grabbed another towards the end. So they won three one. Eleventh uh, in the table. Bojack Horseman's having a bit of a he's having a torrid shocker, time. Yeah, eleventh yeah. in the table, and that's second from bottom. Uh, but they do play Eastley in the Hampshire Senior FA Cup semi-final at the Silver Lake. So watch out for that one. Uh, Tim, do you have an injury report for us this week? Uh, no, just seeing that Musa Gineppo is made of glass. At least his hamstrings are. <laughs> so there's a there's a number of reasons why consistent hamstrings can occur. Um, some of it is just genetic. And it sounds like from a guy who's very lengthy, um, and I have, a, I have a personal friend who I went to high school and played, uh, played high school soccer with, he's very lengthy like the guy. And for whatever reason, uh, he just kept breaking, his body kept breaking down. And I don't know if the you know, DJ's the same way. Uh, he's 21 years old, so he's probably still growing within it. And getting the healing and treatment to be able to uh, build it up, uh, I think that there, there should be a heavier focus into his strength development. Um, I know he's probably quick and fast, and those, uh, but overall, if he's having consistent issues like this, uh, it's it is truly genetic, and I r- hope that they can change and develop a plan that is best for him that will uh, provide an extra strengthening routine. Yeah, that's, it's, it's a massive problem, isn't it? Hopefully they can sort something out. Um, did you find any news on Valerie, by the way? No, it's I feel like very cloak and dagger off. there, isn't it? Yeah, they're, I, I, it's really hard sometimes to figure out what they do, and I think Southampton does a great job of not publicizing all of their injuries. Um, this go this is going all the way back through the Fraser Forster area where he for the year he was out, and which was potentially diagnosed with mental health conditions, which uh, was never confirmed, but they do a great job of keeping things under wraps unless they absolutely have to. And the only time that you really hear about it is uh, Ralph saying it during his press conference. So yeah, um, I'm glad to see that Co- uh, Stuart Armstrong is back, COVID-related. He didn't have any issues, uh, when it, at least when it came to his uh, cardiovascular. Uh, he's definitely running around, definitely on top of things, and glad to see he's back and uh, up and running. I wonder what type of symptoms, if he did even have symptoms. Uh, usually they would say if he is asymptomatic, um, and he d- they did not say he was, so I wanted to see maybe what mild symptoms he might have had. But that's uh, that's about it. By the way, he came off, didn't he, in that um, in the B team match? B team against Blackburn, that's right. Mm. Yeah, and they never said what. And it's really, really, yeah. I can't find anything on it. Um, same with Will Smallbone, which mm. said he's got a slight quad problem. But that, that's it. And that's obviously, enough. we know that Theo wasn't eligible to play. Um, Salisu still not ready. Uh, Ralph had said that he's he's training fully, but um, he also said we need to be really careful with him. So I, I don't I don't know if there's a bit of a injury prone. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I did, did hear him say that, that he was nursing an injury when they signed him. What was he nursing? I don't know. Pint. <laughs> but that's okay right now, and we don't have to rush him back. We've got a strong centre-back pairing, and Stevens on the bench who's fully capable of stepping in. On his, you know, he can definitely have a good day when he's when he's on his good day. It's, he's really good. And so right now there's no no reason to rush him in. He's one for the future. So a big strong guy like that will we'll, we can wait half a, half a season for him. And then eventually he'll get his turn, whether it be in the um, the FA Cup or uh, if there's any other injuries that do occur to our team. Yep, yep, I agree. No need to rush. Good stuff. Right, we'll go straight into the Everton game then. 
Okay, moving on to the Everton match then. Off the back of wins to Burnley, West Brom, and that impressive 3-3 show at Stamford Bridge. Uh, decent record at home to Everton as well. Won five of the last seven, although we were beaten last season 2-1. Uh, quiz question for you. Uh, who have Saints kept the most clean sheets against? It's not Everton, is it? It is Everton, yeah. 13, well, 14 now. Uh, and 10 of those, or 11 of those now at home. So, yeah. Uh, and we just lost two of our last 12 Premier League games as well, losing both our first two games this season. Uh, we were looking to pick up back-to-back home wins for the first time since December, December 2019. So, yeah, uh, fantastic. Fantastic performance again today. Uh, I'll run through the 11 with you. McCarthy, Walker-Peters, Bednarik, Vestergaard, Bertrand, Armstrong, Ward-Prowse, Romeu, Redmond, Adams, Ings. McCarthy actually making his 100th Premier League appearance. Walcott, as we said, ineligible. And as Tim said, Armstrong returns from that COVID, well, I say injury, from COVID uh, as Theo's replacement. So otherwise, as expected, Kev. Yeah, pretty much. I think the only question mark was whether Armstrong was fit enough to return. And he was. So, yeah, he just slots in where Theo dropped out. Happy with that, Tim? Yeah, that's exactly what I was hoping for. Uh, as long as Armstrong was able to come back and he felt he was fully fit, uh, we had the, we had the two, the lamb and ram positions so that the two above, the two above the, the midfield is, midfielders there. So normally that's slotted in right now with, uh, with Armstrong and with Walcott on the right. On the left is Redmond and DJ. DJ's out. Walcott's out. Um, happy to see with everything's going. The only surprise that I saw was I didn't see Obafemi on the bench. That's literally it. Like everything else looked uh, expected and was happy to see what it was. Yeah, and I was a bit annoyed with Carlo actually. He mugged us off with that Hammers injury. <laughs> well, yeah, there were doubts over whether he'd be playing today, but um, turns out he wasn't. Yeah, he done it on purpose, didn't he? He didn't even turn up, really, did he? Oh, he didn't, no. That was, that, was, that was down to Saints, though. That was not, not them being poor. It was Saints being good, I just want to say. So I'm fed up with the, you know, the, the, the yeah, that was awful. Um, the bench then, Forster, Stevens, Long, Teller, Diallo, Vokins, and Unlundalu. Um, we'll go, we'll go into the game then. Uh, fairly open, even start, I felt. Um, and with Coleman out, Ancelotti starting a centre back at right back. And I thought, you know, Redmond and Bertrand were going to have to be important from the off. And they were. They were, but I mean, I, I, I was really nervous the first 20 minutes. I thought Everton were the better team, if anything, because they they kept making a lot of space down that left. Um, Kyle Walker-Peters I was either being caught up high or um, getting in quite narrow, leaving a lot of space there on the, on the left wing, and um, Owobi was making killer runs down the line. I, I thought so too. I thought uh, I thought Awobi was involved quite a bit and he was having a lot of joy down there. But, you know, they said it in the studio at halftime that he he just was a non-existent. But Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say non-existent. I, mean, I think Hammers yeah. was more non-existent than he was, to be fair. They yeah. never mentioned that. Hammers, I mean, we, we dealt with them really well. And um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, I mean, he was just given absolutely nothing. Just cut everything yeah. off, just completely starved them, which is exactly, you know, before the match, what we were saying we need to do. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but there was that scary moment. As I say, we, we, we had a chance, though. That Redmond had a shot, which which could have been a lot better. But then, you know, just before which 20 one? minutes, the, the one that you just... Not the wild left-footed shot that just went nowhere near the goal. The one before that where he just 
sliced it across the face of goal. Um, mm-hmm. But then 18 minutes, Sigurdsson hits the crossbar. And again, that was down our right, attacking down the left-hand side. McCarthy was just kind of like, I don't know, do you think he thought that was going over? Because it dipped quite a bit towards the end, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it was... It was it, He's got an um, yeah, um, amazing kicker, Sigurdsson. He's, he's fucking dangerous from that, you know, distance just outside the area. And yeah, like you said, it dipped like just as it was, you know, from falling towards the goal mat. So yeah, caught him a little bit unawares. So, you know, odd couple of millimetres here or there, and it, and it could have bounced um, off his neck, basically. <laughs> yeah. um, and then the Romeo hit. I mean, wow. Wow. Technique. Yeah, yeah, he was getting forward like um, quite a lot. Yeah, he has been for the last couple of weeks. Seen a whole new side to Romeo's game. I like it. But then, what was it? Twenty-four seconds after the the Romeo hit, and Ward Prowse, brilliant finish, brilliant patient pass from Danny. And I was still gushing over that Romeo hit, and you know, as I say, just twenty-four seconds afterwards, and can't stop smiling. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, yeah, my stream, I did find a brilliant stream, but uh, it managed to freeze um, just after that Romeo hit. <laughs> no. And um, when it jumped back, um, <laughs> it was uh, Ward Prowse running and gurning and the 1 0 on the scoreboard. But um, <laughs> yeah, from the replays, I mean, it all comes from a Kyle Walker Peters throw in, doesn't it? Yeah, that's it. Uh, it was the attack, and then they went to the throw in, and then, yeah, and then uh, Ings slotting it through to. Lovely little one, too. Yeah, it was very good. Um, and then, you know, controlled the game from then on, I thought, and just frustrated Ever- uh, Everton. And then Adams gets the goal to go 2-0, att- attack down that left-hand side. The Ings there, you know, the high the high cross that he puts in, how good was that? Yeah, and he runs, like, you know, right to the goal line. Yeah, two assists. Fabulous, absolutely fabulous. Um, And Shea at the back stick. All the time in the world. Um, and yeah. <laughs> nearly took too much time again. He, just, he does like to do that, doesn't he? He does like to take too many touches. You, I, I mean, I, I, I think he's, he might be in that championship mindset where you've got more time on the ball. Possibly. Surely. I'd rather he was like that than Redmond, which is Redmond. You know, that he's, um, he has to, has to make the shoot or make the cross before he's kind of even looked or, um, you know, seen, seen where it's going. I like that composure. I think, um, as he gains more confidence, he'll be making quicker decisions. It's better that way. Yeah, yeah. Let's say he nearly took too much time, but and then he remembered that Pickford was in goal. <laughs> and he calmly dispatched, and that's it, dreamland. I was, you know. And then, of course, they put the ball in the back of the net again. Armstrong, a nice hit. And I thought, this is unbelievable. Well, this is what it feels like. But, Shay, just too soon. Rightly so. Rightly offside. Yeah, I mean, it. it, it I think... Um, when they when they stop it, it looks a lot closer than when you watch it live. So um, he was just hanging there. He was prepared for for that ball coming in. Yeah, just 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 hanging there. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, hanging in, in an upside position. Yeah, it was right. It was a say. Um, and that was it. That was half time uh, to two nil. Sorry, it could have been more. Uh, just brilliant football. And I was thinking, you know, this is the best half of football I've seen. So far this season, um, Tim, would you agree with that? It looked, they just looked good. Like they felt comfortable, they felt competent. Uh, I didn't have any issues at all. I've really, like, I 
you, generally there's a level of nervousness, but once they got settled through seeing all that, uh, Ward Prowse with his twinkle toes and his goal, uh, doing his best Danny Ings impersonation there. <laughs> and then uh, one of the fun things that I saw with Adams is he's got this feint or a half step or a deke that he would do. And this goes back to, he's, he's there's kind of a few different goals, um, that have, really been been this way so the goal that he had where he kind of like he he did a half movement and got everybody thrown off and then was able to was secure the shot and put it in it reminded me of the first Sheffield United goal that he had the last game of the year last year we had like a half step yeah, yeah. touch and push and pushed it in. So he's got these feints, these subtle movements that between Danny and his uh, quick feet, Adams and his just quick touches and, and being able to draw and c- connect the dots with it. It's one, it's, oh man, the one, two pairings, the uh, connect, the connecting. I think, you know, they were in control and I loved it. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, just to emphasize that point, Tim, that possession 53% possession at the half, five shots to their four, three of them on target, five interceptions, two blocks, ten clearances, ahead on every single stat apart from corners, uh, which was 4-1 to Everton, by the way. But again, could not do anything, and that goes to our clearances, a brilliant defensive line, just a total team effort, Kev, and there was not one person that had a negative from me. Uh, no, I knew you were going to disagree with that, because I know what you're going to say. No, I no, I wouldn't say so. I think I think everyone everyone was great. I think Bednarik had a poor start, um, but he, he kind of worked himself into the. Game I think this was his best performance well. of the season. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's probably not so much uh, praise for his performance today, rather it's in comparison to what was coming up to that. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was definitely adequate. Um, Vestergaard, um, his usual brilliant self <laughs> from this season. Yeah, don't. Um, don't. <laughs> uh, but no, no, he, yeah, he, he was much better than Bednarik. Um, he, you know, that that header in the the second half was, you know, just a, a fingertip away from from sure. getting us the third goal. Yeah. Um, Bertrand, brilliant. Walker is wonderful. Um, I'm, I'm kind of running out of adjectives really to describe everyone. Yeah, that's a good that's a good problem to have though. Yeah. Um, did, Carlo Ancelotti made a, made a change at the half. He brought, um, was it Bernardi brought on for Awobi? Um, and then on the 58th minute, just before the hour, he makes two more changes. Uh, he brings on Gordon and Delph. Risky to make all subs before the hour. Was that like desperation or was that a masterstroke? Clearly, it wasn't a masterstroke because it never worked. Um, well, yeah, then it's desperation, then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I was looking at that bench before the match started and thinking. Well, if push comes to shove, there's nobody on that subs bench who's got me quaking in my boots. And there's no sort of impact subs there. Fabian Delph, um, well, you really made an impact, didn't you? <laughs> Fantastic, yeah. Uh, Tim, there's something that I want to I talk to you about as well. Just after the hour, you could, it was clear to see that Everton, they were getting frustrated and they had these little, little chippy fouls that were going in and Saints were just calmly slowing the game down, just going about their business. And then Luca Dean sent off. Now, I think this is a red card. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure you don't, Tim. So, uh, my, the actual foul itself, uh, I deemed it to be, because, I mean, there's the understanding of the level of intent. Um, but the action and nature taken from it should have been a yellow, in my opinion. But, in in that entire run up, so Walker Peters is takes the ball and Digne, uh is too slow to react. 
what you'll see right after Walker Peters pushes past him is there is Dinier hits his heels or hits his Achilles in the back of his heel with his studs just as he's going forward. And I felt that was a yellow card and a foul. And I didn't know if they saw, I don't know if they, they may have been playing advantage thinking that that was an advantage. And then seeing that and seeing the end result, what I thought it would have been, what it should have been is actually a yellow plus a yellow in that case. Mm. He should have gotten a red because the, the, the heavy studs and the heavy studs leading to it. But that final one was not a, uh, in my opinion, was not, was not, was not, was not it was, was not a straight red, so I think I think two yellows would have been the the right calls for both of those times. So nevertheless, uh, he's off the field anyway. Um, I thought it yeah. was because it was a little bit of frustration. He lost out, and Kyle Walker Peters Kyle Walker Peters gets away from it, and he's chasing it. I think there's a little bit of premeditation about it, and it's just yeah. You can see he lifts his arms before he goes in for the tackle. Sure. That's what I'm thinking, and I think the referee thought that too. You know, just well, looking at saw, it straight up. Yeah, he saw at the beginning though. That's because he saw the clip, mm. that, the initial clip that he had, and yeah. KWP kept put, he kept bowling it past it. Then KWP slowed up a little bit. Dinier caught up to him, recognized that he's going to catch up to him. He throws his hands up because he doesn't want to make a, a significant level of contact. Fortunately, he does probably quite possibly the worst thing in that situation is yeah. to step, you know, curb stomp his ankle at that point. <laughs> so between the two, you know, between the two fouls. I thought it was it should have been a straight uh, a two yellows two yellows yeah. um, two yellows so that because I don't feel it was you know there's dangerous play yes I think it was a play just overall two yellows and again that could be that could prove massive for Everton because a straight red will be three match ban so maybe that will get turned over <laughs> who, who knows I mean they love a good red card well yeah it's just say Bernard could, could have gone because he put an elbow out didn't he uh, Dean did go. Uh, Pickford should have gone last week. Richarlison went last week. Um, getting a bit of a reputation, Kevin. Rolling suspensions, yeah. Well, I mean, Tim, do you believe him when he says that I tripped? Uh, are you saying that, um, Dinier? Yeah. So I, I don't believe him when he says that I tripped. I said I believe that I was trying to get out of the way to not cause that situation. Oh, okay. I, it seems I like believe. a poor excuse to me. Huh? Yeah. He, Trip is the wrong word. If he's saying, I'm trying to get out of the situation, he really did kind of pull back, but Walker Peters slowed up even further in the situation, and then if he really wanted to get away from it, he could have been awkwardly stepping out to the side. Instead, nope, boom, the mm. foot goes straight on the ankle, and he deserved, you know, if that, now that it's a full red, so be it. You know, I think he should have been off because of the two sequential fouls. Sure. But in this case, he gets the straight right, which is way worse for him. So, um, Vestergaard, good again, Kevin. Yeah, sexy as ever. Yeah, um, <laughs> he, he did something that made me like. I mean, as soon as it happened, I was smiling again, and and Tim messaged me, and it was just like, yeah, well, you messaged the group, and it was like, so he made this slide tackle. Mm. So he, he 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 slid on the floor. He got his lanky frame on the ground and then off the off the ground. It just, I didn't think he could do that. It was glorious. It so was, it was, it was, uh, it was Hamez too. Yeah. So Hamez, he's got the, Vestergaard's got a, maybe a step or step and a half. So I guess for a gallop in this case, he's got, he's got a little bit ahead of Hamez, but he goes in, he knows what he's doing. He gets a full slide tackle, pushes it through and just connects the dots. And oh man, that was just gorgeous centered, center back play. Yeah. You know, for a guy who is six, seven, Doing that type of play and clearing out all the headers, oh, it was just a 
made me really happy to see yeah. how things are going. And he's he's looking and he deserves the full start um, for the for for Southampton, but also for Denmark. He you know we have two center back pairings who are starters for high level UEFA countries. It's wonderful. Yeah, and and, and Hammers made to look like a fool, and and Bertrand made him look like a fool as well, didn't he? When he uh, when they went into the box and he was just just. Went to put a left foot cross in, tucked it back inside, and Hummers is on his ass. Love it. You love to see that. Um, and then, of course, not much happened between then, apart from that Vestergaard header, as you said. Uh, Armstrong comes off. Diallo comes on with five minutes to go. Uh, Adams comes off for Dan and Lundelou. Um Not much more to say about the game other than that. It's, but we don't say this often enough. It was a comfortable win, and... The first side to beat Everton in all competitions this season. So, yeah, very professional performance. Fantastic, superb, whatever you want to say, Kev. Just didn't put a foot wrong. And their pressing was still evident, being 2-0 up against 10 men. The effort levels didn't drop. And, yeah, I'm going to say it was the best performance of the season so far. They slowed down the game when they needed to. They pressed right till the end. They kept the ball well. Still creating chances. Could have had more. Prousey said it in his post-match interview. He said they could have had more. And... They weren't troubled, and that's it. You, you can't ask more. He's right. No, I said, look, you know, maybe Spurs aside, the strongest side we faced, and um, we kept a clean sheet. And, we, you know, <clears throat> after about halfway through that first half, I don't think that we were troubled at all. And, yeah, I'd agree with you. That's, that's our best performance of, of this season. Um, I don't know what to compare it to with um, with last season. Um, that's quite a lot. Uh, Tim, do you want to put a bow on this one? Yeah, it was... Nice. Oh man, that was good. So it, it was similarly to West Brom, which you expect West you, you to come out and dominate a 2-0 win against West Brom. I did not expect a 2-0 win going against Everton, where Everton looked like they did collapse. Uh, it's crazy to think about the high level of coaching that Ralph has in discipline and the press. He exposed the 4-2-3-1 that I thought that he was going to do last week. Uh, when he how he basically going to take the same model that he did against Chelsea. Uh, they found the weakness in the right back at Godfrey and they were able to expose it there. And, you know, overall that they, they broke, they were, they broke first and for us to take advantage of it, we sat pretty and I didn't feel, you know, I didn't feel, I didn't feel uncomfortable at all. So major props to Ralph. They're currently in fifth place, albeit Wolves, Leicester, Spurs, and Arsenal have a game in hand. So, if any or all of them do pretty well, we're still we won't be uh, at fifth place for very long. But it, it just we're ten points right now. We're over at it's one point six points per game uh, average going through. That'll put you at sixty. That'll put you at sixty one points uh, if we were to continue that way, and that can get you. Fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth place. Who knows what's going on with this year? The the table looks crazy. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Just breathe that in for a second. Fifth spot, played six. Fifth spot, and that's one win off the top spot as well. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. Considering how we started the season, the next four have been fantastic. So yeah, amazing. Um, man of the match. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm imagining that the stats will back me up. I haven't got them to hand. Um, <clears throat> maybe I should. Um, I'm going to say Sir Danny. <laughs> Sir Danny. The um, I, I was a little bit surprised that they gave it to Redmond on Sky Sports. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like I said to you before, 10 out of 10 for Advent, definitely. 
I don't think that he was the player that made the difference. And um, I think you could probably argue it would be either Ings or, or Adams in there. But I've got to go for Ings just because, you know, he's everywhere. You can you can take it for granted, you know, sometimes that he's going to put in that kind of performance. But, yeah, he, he's got it for me this time. Yeah, um, I think a lot of players played well, didn't they? I think Bednarek and Vestergaard were outstanding. I think every single player was better than any of theirs. Um, we scored a couple of good goals, good, good build-up pressed throughout but there was one thing that connects them and that was Danny so you know he made both those goals he was brilliant on the ball throughout this game I thought it just it was deep at times wasn't he and just yeah. made some amazing you know like nice little bits of footwork he so never gives up I mean he, yeah. he was some um, he had the chance right chase down Pickford didn't he now. yeah yeah yeah, I'm, I'm, you know my rule, Kev. Whenever, whenever in doubt, give it to Danny. So, <laughs> yes. Danny Ings for me too. So, uh, Danny Ings has two assists, played all around, absolutely fantastic. But um, I'm going to go with the Bash brothers in the back. That's going to go Bednarik and you got Vestergaard. They're two strong, dominant, and they completely took Calvert Lewin out of the game. He's been on a he's been on a tear recently. He's got strong header. He's got strong play. You didn't hear one lick of him pretty much the entire time until he got that yellow card in the last few minutes. Absolutely, just controlling effort back there. Hundred uh, percent going to those two guys, and I want to. They're they're. Let's give them a nickname of the Bash Bros. I Bash like Bros. I like it. But if you had to pick one of them, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Bestigar because of that tackle. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Villa Park. Okay, then we move on to Aston Villa next week at Villa Park, Sunday the first of November. Um, right, famous Villa fans. I got three written down. Who you got? No, uh, I don't know. You don't know Danny any Henry. No, no, you don't know any famous Villa fans between the two of you. Shocking. Uh, Jack Relish. <laughs> No. That's true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna. Go, I think Tom Hanks is the only yep, one. Yeah, Tom Hanks is my yeah. is, is one of mine. Tom okay. Hanks is the only one that I know of. So I've got uh, His Royal Highness Prince William. Should have known that one, Kevin. Oh, of course, and half of David Cameron as well. Yeah, David Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, West Ham or Aston Villa. Yeah, one of them. They play Claret and Blue anyway. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne is my other one, by the way. Oh right. A couple of members from uh, Black Sabbath for uh, Aston Villa fans. Uh, played for both. I've got six here. How many can you get? Uh, Matt Target. Oh, yeah, Matt Target. Kevin, what Yeah, it's got? it's got to be Peter Crouch. It's, a, it's yeah. always. He's played for so many, so many different teams. <laughs> Crouch, he's there, yeah. It's all like, that's the only one that I can think of off the top of my head. Hang your head in shame, Kevin. Go on, give, give, give us a clue each, then. Well, there's one playing for Saints now that had a brief loan spell back in 2014, just before joining us. Bertrand? It is, Ryan. Bertrand. Um, you've got Kevin Phillips. Oh, again, like, yeah, he's just basically another Peter Crouch. <laughs> we got uh, Mark Draper and Hassan Kashlul. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, there's my six. Um, right, on to the important stuff then. Aston Villa. Uh, good start for them. Fantastic, actually. You know, Beyond their dreams, for sure. Uh, they had a 1-0 win against Sheffield United, 3-0 win against Fulham, 7-2 win against Liverpool, 1-0 win at Leicester, but then they came undone on Friday night. They got bent over at home, 3-0 to New Boy, New Boys Leeds. Um, Hat-trick Bamford. Yeah, hat-trick. Yeah, good. Um, 
Funny season, this, isn't it? Um, but they've had a good market. You know, Ollie Watkins bought in from Brentford, scored 26 goals in the championship last season, much like our situation with Shea Adams, except, you know, they had him scoring in the top flight right away. He's got five goals already. Um, that's the same that Shea has. Actually, Shea's got six now, but yeah, he's been there over, over just over a season. Uh, Matty Cash, a player that we were linked with once upon a time. Uh, Emiliano Martinez from Arsenal, and Arsenal fans are becoming a bit bitter over that one, I see. Um, everything's working out for him this season, by the looks of it, apart from, okay, apart from that Friday night. Um, Barkley's done wonders for them in the middle. Yeah. But I think the best bit of business that they have done this year is re-signing Grealish, because, let's face it, he could have gone anywhere, right? And you said last season, Kev, that if they don't have him, they would have been relegated. Yeah, I said in our season preview when you pushed me to... Um... <coughs> Say so who'd be relegated. Um, yeah, Villa, I mean, they just scraped it in, didn't they, uh, before. And sure. there was, everyone seemed to think that Grealish was off to City. Uh, they managed to keep him. Not only did they manage that. No, it was United. To, United, was it? Sorry. Mm, yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it's a strange yeah. one. I never expected them to keep him, to be honest. I never, never thought. But, he's, you know, he's a, as Tim had said, he's a, uh, he's a Villa fan. So, yeah. Um, but then yeah, you look at their form and look at that, that Liverpool result. I don't even know where that's come from. And another thing I'd noticed before the Leeds game is that they they don't concede an awful lot. Um, and it's just been a breath of fresh air for the Premier League this season. You know, you can't help admire them. But, uh, yeah, Tim, what do you think of, of, of Villa? They came out completely unexpected to do so. Uh, obviously, with all the signings, you expect them to take a step up. The step up that they took being Liverpool 7-2 just... Uh, props to them. They're doing a great job so far, even by losing the leads, but leads themselves can beat anybody on any day, uh, as long as, as long as they can hold up, uh, and they don't, they don't get burned out like they had in the last couple seasons in the championship. Um, overall though, um, good for them. They're looking really good. They have a 4-2-3-1 and a couple good depth signings as well, uh, with Traore. And, uh, they still got McGinn. They still got Hurahan, uh, Connor Hurahan, I believe is, is yep. how it's pronounced. Um, and, and Trezeguet is also there. Uh, this is on top of the Watkins and, and Grealish, but, uh, I'm excited to play. I think it'll be a great matchup and I think it'll be very similar to what we just saw today, albeit a 4-2-3-1 where they'll, they'll, they'll have a much higher press going and it'll be good for them. Um, Right, we'll, go, we'll give you a, get a score prediction from you then, Tim. Uh, pr- uh, two-two tie. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Kevin, what about you? Shit. Um, two-one Saints. Ooh. <laughs> Just gonna do that all the time now. Ooh. Two-one Saints. Okay, I'm gonna go one-one. I, 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 it's a tough one. Um, I was waiting for the Leeds game to make my final decision. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go one-one. I don't think our form can continue either. I just think that whenever things get too good for us that of it we just get knocked back down again so I'll go 1-1 one, one. Okay but I mean you know this this role we're on is you know a little bit longer than we're used to what, what kind of stuff Wow I'd like it to keep going for sure but I just the pessimist that I am and that's not necessarily a negative scoreline you know Villa Park they're playing well this season I'll take a point Um, I think it's a good time to let Tim go now isn't it Yeah Yes it is so Perfect Release Thanks. Tim Release Tim yeah Cool. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Tim. Yes, it's always yes. good to be here. We'll talk soon. Hi, I'm Matt Letizier, and thank you for listening to In That Number. Welcome to the Extra Time segment. Um, we'll start off with our player steal. Um, 
We asked various social media outlets this week which Everton player you'd take. Um, we had at book Perez, who went uh, Allen. Uh, we, we had at SFC Joe, who wants Hummes. Uh, Reggie Rodway wants Richarlison. Uh, lot, lots of folks laughing at Pickford. Tony Adams actually went Alan Ball. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Mrs. Milverton. She went <laughs> Pickford to shut up the haters. I like. I like it. Uh, Tim actually went for Luca Dean, which was which was nice. Um, quite a few more. We had we've had a lot of Hammerses. We've had uh, not Pickford for sure. Yeah, we've had a lot of a lot of uh, no Pickfords. But uh, what about you, Kev? Without a doubt, and I can't believe no one said it. Cujo Martino. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm amazed at uh, Luca Dean. You imagine that um, we would have had one less player on the pitch if, if um, we had said that. Um, I don't know. I mean, you know, look at our team and how they performed today. You know, who would you want to take out of that team? Nobody. Well, I would have Richarlison, if I'm like, being honest. Yeah, or him or Hammers. Just, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, Hammers isn't, isn't the player that I think everybody thinks he is. We think we saw that today. Um, he has form that dips in and out, you know, be in the position that he plays in. But I think Richarlison, you know, he's going to find the net more often than not. Yeah, yeah I'd go Richarlison. But again, how could you, could you fit Richarlison, Adams and Ings in? Have a little free up front and maybe take Romeo out? Um, yeah. 4-3-3. Three. 4-3-3. <clears throat> again, but it's not the way that Ralph likes to play. No, but it's the way that I would. Yeah. Mm. Just, just to fit Richarlison in. Richarlison, yeah. You'll be good. You can't, you can't deny that. Um, predictions then. Uh, so I, I went two-one Saints. You went two-one Everton, and Tim went three-two Everton. So uh, two points for me. I kind of needed that just to get a little bit of a gap going on. Uh, that leaves me on seven. Tim on four, and you on two. Kev, it's not going well for you this season, is it? It isn't, no. No. Um, Super 6 had two rounds since. Uh, round 7 was won by, well, four of them. Tom Hennigan, Bradley Lloyd, Ben Wyatt and Freddie from the Ugly Inside all had seven points. Um, and that left Colin Carter at the top of the table on 61. And then round 8 this Saturday, Bradley Lloyd and Russ Sayers with 14 points. Um, and the overall lead now is Bradley Lloyd. He's taking... Taking a lead on 73 points to Colin Carter, 66. So, yeah, well done, Bradley. Uh, fantasy football, Kevin. Yeah, I'm looking at my squad now. Not good. Yeah, I've got 22 points. I did have Ings in my team. Um, I, I've triple captained Kane, so I'm going to be mm. anticipating what happens tomorrow night. Triple captain, eh, already? Yeah, I thought I'd try caution to the winds, but, you know, Kane Spurs, they're on great form. Burnley... Not really on that good form. I thought now's a better time than ever to stamp your mark. Well, was... I've, I've got I've got Kane as captain also, so I've got him to play. Um, I've got Schmeich- Schmeichel in goal against Arsenal. Probably shouldn't have done that, really. To be fair, I've got no, I've got two quite bad ones. I've got Hugo Lloris and um, Pope. I mean, as great as Spurs are, they always do let in the goal or two at least. And as good as Pope is. Bernie That's because is Bernie, <laughs> Bernie getting knocked and um, he's not making that many saves. And my squad has been in such a fucking mess. 
that I just haven't got round. That it's not the priority at the moment. I, I had a really, really difficult decision to make this week, actually, because I was, I've got Connor Cody as my my defender, and I've got James Ward Prowse, and I thought, do I play three at the back and put Cody on the bench and put Ward Prowse on? Of course you do. Well, I did that, so Ward Prowse scored. Oh. So vindicated. So yeah, I was just thinking. Mm, Wolves at home to Newcastle, they'd probably keep a clean sheet there. Well, they could quite easily keep a clean sheet there. But I, I went for three at the back, and it proved to be good. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I had Stuart Dallas on the bench also, and he's got me six, so he would have got me more than Walker Peters and Alexander-Arnold. Got me the same as Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Yeah, I'm still nil-nil um, Wolves against Newcastle, so you might, might be getting a clean sheet there. No, i got Wilson as well playing... Um, and the only other person in my team that hasn't uh, played yet is, is Kane, who's my captain. So. Ah, double jeopardy, yes. Um, we've, yeah, so I've got 22 points. Yeah. I'm on 37. 37, wow, okay. Yeah, there's a lot to play for. It's fucking Monday night football. Who needs it, eh? Mm. Especially now the clocks have gone forward, I have to stay up to 11 o'clock <laughs> to watch the start of that. Um We've got a new entrant into our podium in the in that number podcast league, <clears throat> the big one. Uh, so yeah, Harko Sumanar, he's got 350 points. He just edged out Tony Roshetsky, uh with uh, his Nottingham Forest side. Mm. What's he doing in our league? I don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> well done, mate. Um, but yeah, South Coast Swingers, uh, Gordon Sloan, second place, and uh, Peter Mushika. Pookie. What's he doing in LA? A bloody Norwich <laughs> fan in there. Okay, I mean, fair play to him. He's got McCarthy in goal, though, so um, <laughs> he obviously knows what he's talking about. Well played. And Patrick Bamford in there as well. Out of all the podcasters, what do you think? Anyone performing particularly well? I think Matt, Matt Markstone's been having a good year, hasn't he? I think he's quietly up there. I think I've been having a good year as well, so I'm, I'm only, as it stands, without putting on points this week, I'm only a few, I'm only about like 20 points behind Matt, so... Yeah, you're third, um, as it stands, it hasn't been updated yet, um, and yeah, last year's undisputed champion, John Bailey, he's in mid-table obscurity, so yeah, step up, people. I'm trying, I'm trying. But yeah, Mikey's the <clears throat> king of the podcasters at the moment. Still. Got oh. changer. Yeah, I'll be there. Okay, uh, Russian phrase this week, Kevin. Um, all right, what do you want the Russian phrase to be this week then, right? Um, what about no Theo, no problem? Okay, that's appropriate. Seeing this, um, I haven't got a Theo song for this week. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, we'll, we'll see him back in the squad next week and um, I'm sure I'll have a song. But, uh, okay, yeah, no Theo, no no problem. Uh, so, yeah, нет тео, нет проблем. Нет тео, нет проблем. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, they don't have a th in Russian, so they can't approximate th. it with a t. Yeah. Тео. Нет тео, нет проблем. That's good. Yeah, you're, wow, you'll be, you'll be fluent by the end of the season, Mush. Спасибо. Пожалуйста. Um, okay, no Walcott song for you this week, um, but next week, hopefully. Um, and yes, that is about it from this week. Until next week, up the Saints. Up the Saints.
You're on thin fucking ice, my pedigree chums, and I shall be under it when it breaks. Now, fuck off. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.